بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد قال الله تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تكونوا كالذين أوتوا الكتاب من قبل فطال عليهم الأمد فقست قلوبهم وقال تعالى فما رعوها حق رعايتها صدق الله العظيم عن عبد الله بن عمرو بن العاص رضي الله عنهما قال قال لي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عبد الله لا تكن مثل فلان كان يقوم الليل فترك قيام الليل متفق عليه continue with the chapter المحافظه to protect and to persevere ala ma i'tadahu min al-khair upon those good deeds which one has become habitual of in other words if one has achieved a certain level of spirituality over and above the farais that which is compulsory then it is essential important like we mentioned yesterday the two great enemies that we have with us all the time one is our nafs and the other is shaitan that will always try and dissuade us when it comes to good deeds when it comes to our nawafil particularly ulama ikana mention about tahajjud on a daily basis our wazaif different sections of the quran that we read likewise our sunnat salah our nawafil salah etc what we take on over and above the farais what is matloob and desired in shariat is that there should be dawam there should be perpetuity there should be istiqamat not that mashallah one night we stay up the whole night and then for another 10 nights we don't get up at all but if you can manage two rakats or you can manage four rakats if you can manage half an hour then do that half an hour every day ahabbul a'mali lillahi ta'ala adwamuha wa in qalla rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said allah ta'ala loves that action in which there is dawam in which there is perpetuity even though it may be little so this is what is matloob and desired in shariat that we raise our level of spirituality and deendari in such a manner that we are able to maintain that So the verses of the Quran two already we discussed the other two Imam Nawawi rahimahullah has mentioned one is Allah Ta'ala says wala takunu kalladhina utul kitab do not be like the people of the book referring to the Jews and the Christians min qabl do not be like them as they were before fatala alayhimul amadu faqasat qulubuhum that a long period of time passed upon them and their hearts became hardened the long period of time referred to in this verse of the quran is the time between them and the anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam the picture that this verse paints is that if we look at the jews particularly or the people of the book of the past anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam would be sent to them they would make effort upon them and what would happen is as a result of the effort of anbiya ali musallatu wassalam they would come unto dindari piety taqwa the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then that nabi would pass away and 
as Quran paints the picture, فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدْ As the distance or the period between them and the Nabi that was sent to them increased, then the dindari came out of their, out of their lives. فَقَسَدْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Their hearts became hardened. قَسَدْ قُلُوبُهُمْ Hardened with the love of dunya, with the pursuit of dunya, etc. And that dindari and the taqwa and the piety that was there, they lost that eventually. So Allah Ta'ala says, do not be like them. In other words, pertinent to what we're discussing, hold on, be steadfast upon your deen. The next verse which Imam Nawi mentions, فَمَا رَعَوْهَا حَقَّ رِعَايَتِهَا Literal translation is that they did not observe it as they ought to observe it. This refers to specifically the Nasara, the Christians of the past, that they took on a very high level of what we call monasticism, asceticism, where they cut themselves off completely from the dunya. And they regarded this as being, an, uh, being a means of taqwa and piety. Obviously, Allah Ta'ala says, رَحْبَانِيَةَ مَا كَتَبْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ We did not ordain them, we did not command them with this level of monasticism that they took upon themselves. And obviously they were not able to maintain it. That in itself is a long topic. We're not going into that now. This, the pertinence of this particular verse being mentioned in this context which we are currently discussing. They did not maintain it as they ought to maintain it. In other words, whatever dindari, taqwa, amal you are doing, maintain this persevere upon it. From these verses of the Qur'an and the hadith we are going to discuss now, which Imam Nawi rahimahullah, as I mentioned, this is a very brief chapter, is just mentioned one hadith. We learn one very, very important lesson. It is worse to leave a good deed than actually not doing it in the first place. Sometimes a person will decide, you know what, let me for a short period of time take, take, up, take upon myself this particular good deed. I'm going to do it for a short time and then I'm going to leave it. It would have been better for you not to do it at all. This is what we learn. That don't take on something and thereafter leave it. Don't take it on for a short period of time. But whatever you take on, your spiritual development, even if it is gradual, let it be such that you maintain it. Not that you do and then you leave and then you start again and then you leave. This is what we learn from these verses of the Qur'an and from the this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which Imam Nawi rahimullah has brought. The question now arises is that what is wrong with doing something and then just leaving it? At least you did it for a little while. When Allah Ta'ala gives you the tawfiq and Allah gives you the ability to do something, if after that you leave it, it shows indifference to the ni'mat of the tawfiq which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. Allah blessed you with the ability to do something. Value that. Don't show indifference towards that. Don't be ungrateful for the ni'mat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you look at the lives of the salaf salihin when they were habitual of anything good, and they found for whatever reason they could not maintain that, they would become concerned, they would become worried. 
Like we find one person came to Ibrahim bin Adam rahimahullah and he said that I used to make the Hajjud Salah. Now I find the weight of sleep too strong. I am unable to wake up for the Hajjud Salah. So Imam, Imam so Ibrahim bin Adam rahimahullah said to him, Aqa'adtukum dhunubukum. Your excessive sins, your excessive sins are causing you to be deprived of the tawfiq, of the ability of performing tahajjud salah. So in other words, if we were engaged in some good deed and we are not able to maintain and persevere upon that, we should be concerned. Why have I lost this, this, this ability or this blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which Allah gave me? Nevertheless, Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala anhuma is the narrator of the hadith. Interestingly, this particular Sahabi, Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, different Sahaba used to excel in different things. The greatest of Sahaba or the highest position, as we know it is our Iman was Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. But it was not necessary that he would excel in everything. Certain Sahaba, there were certain aspects which they would excel in. Amongst the Sahaba, Abdullah bin Amr bin As radiallahu ta'ala is known as A'abadu Sahaba. The Sahabi who made the most ibadat. In fact, in the early stages, it was his ma'mul that he would make one khatam of the Qur'an every day. And he would read tahajjud salah the entire night. Later on, obviously, he could not maintain that Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa prescribed for him to do a little bit less than that. But he is known as that sahabi who used to overly exert himself in the ibadat and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though he was very, very young. So nevertheless, he narrates that one day Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said to him, Ya Abdullah, la takun mithla funan, kana yaqumu al-layl, fataraka qiyam al-layl, muttafaqun alayhi. Qiyamul Layl, or what we call Tahajjud Salah. This is something that is not farz, it is not obligatory in deen. So if a person is not making Tahajjud, he will not get any guna for it. But it is also something that is greatly encouraged. In fact, in our work of Dawat and Tabligh, our Akabirin, our elders tell us, they say the greatest etiquette, the greatest adab and etiquette of the work of Dawat and Tabligh is Tahajjud Salah. I remember when our Jamaat 1993 went to Raiwin, we met one of the ulama there in the Markaz. The first thing he told us, we were a group of South African ulama that had come for one year. So the first thing when he met us, he said, Huzur-e-Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ke fikr dil ke andar ho aur raat ka kuch hissa Allah ko nahi de raha hai ya na mumkin hai. اگر رات کا کچھ حصہ اللہ کو نہیں دے رہا اس کے مطلب یہ ہے کہ حضور کے فکر دل کے اندر نہیں ہے صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم he said the worry of Rasulullah صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم in the heart and some section of the night not given to Allah this is impossible if some section of the night is not being given to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then it means that the worry of Rasulullah صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم is not in the heart so this is a very very greatly stressed etiquette and adab of our work of Dawat and Tabligh and generally we find even though it is sunnah it's not farz it is something that is greatly stressed in Quran and Hadith and every one of us should endeavor that give some section of the night to Allah the benefits of tahajjud are innumerable we cannot even count how much benefit 
how much of blessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept in this particular great sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, many of the ulama were of the opinion that for Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tahajjud was farz. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would very, very rarely leave out tahajjud. It was a very, very greatly stressed sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In the Quran, Allah ta'ala describes the night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna rabbaka ya'alam annaka taqumu adana min thulutayi al-layl wa nisfahu wa thuluta wa ta'ifatun min al-ladheena ma'ak. The mafum of the verse, Allah ta'ala says that verily your Rabb addressing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, addressing him directly, Allah says your Rabb, lovingly Allah addresses him. Allah knows that you are spending sometimes two-thirds, sometimes half the night in tahajjud. If the night in Medina Munawara in winter is 12 hours long, Quran is telling us that the tahajjud sarah of Rasulullah would be 6 hours long. So to that extent, Rasulullah wasallam. So, sunnah following Nabi wasallam and no tahajjud in our lives, this is ba'id. So it is important that we should try and develop this particular sunnah. Coming back to this hadith, Allah's Rasulullah tells Abdullah bin Amr bin As that, O oh Abdullah, Ya Abdullah, this is a loving mode of affection to take the person's name like this. Ya Abdullah, oh Abdullah, don't be like so and so. Don't be like so and so. In what sense? Kana yakumul layl. He used to make the hajjud salah. Fataraka qiyamul layl. Then he gave up the hajjud salah. Allah blessed him with the tawfiq and ability of doing this, and thereafter he abandoned that. So, oh Abdullah, do not be like that. The underlying message of this hadith in, in, in relation to this particular chapter, the goodness which Allah has blessed you with, persevere upon that. Be steadfast upon it. Hold on to it. Do not be a seasonal or a habitual Muslim. And the general message of this hadith is the hadith stresses the importance of tahajjud salah. Allah give us tawfiq.